Hello, everybody, and welcome to more of this Christmas season goodness. We're coming to you today with, uh, well, something quite a bit different than the last two things we've done here. It is Christmassy, but it is also superhero-y. So we are talking to you today about Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Uh, is this the only like major Batman that really took place during Christmas? I think it might be. Yeah, that. Yeah, at least for the live action films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had well, a plenty of Christmas episodes for cartoon stuff. Well, it's a perfect one for this year, so we're going to be mm-hmm. watching that one. I'm here. Uh, I am Caped Crusader Sean Anderson here with my uh dynamic do it no you're not a robin with my uh uh crap uh dark knight friend <laughs> that's funny on so many levels Stephen reyes <laughs> uh that wasn't intentional but it worked out in everybody's favor thank you <laughs> I, I i love it even if it is you didn't say the fucked up thing i'm the one that thought it and i still love it <laughs> <laughs> that's a different movie so let's get into it you're listening to more movies please <laughs> Well, the pals are perfect for Batman. Pow! Yeah. Bang! Zoom! All that's missing is the thought bubbles that match the sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could get those in there. Sadly, it's an audio medium. Maybe for a social media post or something. Yeah. And that's kind of something I wish was in this movie because I know that they weren't doing a hat tilt to Adam West, but like when the penguin hijacks the Batmobile, mm. which... Spoiler right there. And he's like in his little kid joyride 50 cent machine. <laughs> yeah. Like whenever like you hear like the Batmobile or see it like hit somebody, there should have hmm. been like a pow thing in the penguins like room. Ooh. Like just oh, super cheesy. Yeah. Like, Why didn't they do that? That would have been a really cool callback. It would have been a cool callback, but I think they wanted it to be like, this is supposed to be realistic, not hokey comic book. <laughs> Which, you know, that's t- seeing more modern Batmans and mm-hmm. especially the, the new one that's coming out. That sentence you just said sounds kind of silly. I know in the, the yeah. 90s, 80s and 90s, this was like as gritty and real as it got. Mm-hmm. But, but nowadays, this one feels, I mean, not as campy as the Adam West ones, definitely, but still pretty campy. Yeah, that I'm actually going to rewatch the, I don't think I ever watched the Adam West all the way through because mm. our limitations with television. So I oh, probably yeah. saw as much as I could. Yeah. But I'm going to watch them all the way through because yeah. they're on sale. I'm thinking that's a good transition watch. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You should watch all of those finish like the day before the new Batman movie comes out and then just give your whip, give yourself whiplash by watching the new one right after Adam West. I feel like I'll go vegetative. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> From- I mean, that new one, I'm. I'm like day one going to see that one, but it looks intense. It looks darker and more intense than the Christopher Nolan ones. Did. It looks like emo Batman, which is not a jab. It's just, he looks dark. Looks Even Bruce dark. Wayne looks like Gothic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very Gothic. Very, like really hearkening back to these Tim Burton ones, which were mm-hmm. like the pinnacle of, I think, Gothic styling. Um, I mean, Gotham City in this one looks straight out of some sort of, you know, English horror film. It looks like if we had dropped it from a set of Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. 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 Very appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and it it works. You know what? I like kind of campiness aside, uh, over the topness with Penguin aside, which I don't think is a you know I'm not criticizing it for that. I think the look of uh, this film, actually both Tim Burton's films, mm. were really exceptional. I think they look really good. Gotham City looks great. Um, the Batsuit looks great. Batmobile's <laughs> really awesome. I mean, yeah. the, that thing is really cool. Uh, appearance wise, visuals wise, it's like unimpeachable. I think it looks really, really good. And um, I think in a lot of ways, sort of set a tone and a style that pretty much all subsequent Batman uh movies and tv shows kind of emulated and followed you know there's a lot of gothic uh, architecture a lot of dark moody scenes a lot of snow usually mm-hmm. um it this one these two the first tim burton one and batman returns are pretty formative for the this entire character i just have to agree plain and simple yeah i which is surprising i mean i don't know if there is a whole lot of um other <laughs> Insp- like good inspiration before these Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Adam West certainly isn't going to be the the look of that show isn't really going to be a, a a visual inspiration for a lot of the current movies. It's just way too colorful. Yeah. So, but I feel like the comic book probably got pretty dark even around this time. Oh yeah, the comic book most definitely got dark. That's how it started out. It was just like this dark, the like Cape Crusader. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it they they kept true with this one. Like, granted, there's. Some cheesy stuff that even back when we were watching and I was younger, I was like, okay, that's kind of comical. Like, oh, look, the Batmobile literally just put a rod in the ground so it can stand up on a and pivot around and blow fire at the fire thrower. All right. That turning radius is the best out of any car. Yeah. The fire breather got breathed on by the fire breathing car. I mean, it was kind of silly. It was pretty silly in some points. It was yeah. pretty silly. It was kind of awesome too, but it was also silly. Oh, yeah. Because it was I one mean, of those things that you think of just, okay, brings me back to Power Rangers yet again. <laughs> How long are the putties going to wait for them to morph before they attack them? Putties are not the smartest uh, villains. Oh, yeah. Or bunch. the Megazord stuff. Yes, we're going to summon these Zords, go through this elaborate co- connection process to make a Megazord. And you haven't just destroyed the city in the meantime. Yeah, take advantage of that. Or while they're connecting, because it's not really doing anything while they're, you know, Voltroning together, mm-hmm. like knock, knock them apart, smoosh them, do whatever you gotta do. Yeah. Even in the new Power Rangers movie, they didn't really take advantage of that. No, but granted, at least in the new one, which this is definitely a side, yeah. they weren't on screen when they were assembling. They were like in the fire pit, so they thought they were being destroyed. So they actually had the one time where it could be safe to morph. That's fair. Okay. It, Transform. it was a smarter Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, thankfully. Because... Thanks to Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Our new sponsor, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Lines as long as in and out <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, this, <laughs> where are we with Batman? Um, yeah, it, it looks it looks great. It's comical in some places. It, it is um, kind of like the penguin baby in a cage eating the cat. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Kind of gruesome and grotesque, though. So pretty horrifying yeah, still. That was a dark origin, which they never gave us anything as to what kind of disease might have caused his mutation. Yeah. Like, what did his parents like drink or smoke too much or anything, which probably <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have PSA, helped. everybody. Just yeah. put the cigarettes and booze away for it's just nine months. You can do it. Which it, it just that whole sequence bugged me, like not as a origin story because it made it a really good explanation as to why he's so evil yeah and so you still feel bad for him even though he's kind of a dick in the movie you still feel bad for him yeah anybody who's rejected by their parents is gonna have some issues yeah and they throw him away to starve or freeze or drown i'm like really you couldn't just 
put a pillow on his face. You already sentenced him to death. Yeah. Like, come it on. Would have been more merciful, I guess, if you're going to be that sort of a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I take your point. I would have liked to have seen an explanation why he was the way he was, mm-hmm. but um, the, all the way it happened was really good motivation for him being just um, power hungry, uh, like lacking in total self-confidence. Oh, uh, yeah. Combine those two and you've got like uh, an early incel right there <laughs> because he, <laughs> That guy leers at ladies like nobody's business either. So Oh, and tries to hit on them so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all that was missing was a flipper at attention. I, you know what? If this movie was rated PG-13, I don't know if it was. Um, I'm assuming PG? That, if it was what? rated R, that would have happened, you know? Yeah, if it was rated R, that would have happened. I, I think anything below R, we would have gotten... It was PG-13, so yeah, it needed the R rating to get the, the flipper the down attention. down flipper? Uh-huh, down there flipper. Dorsal fin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, that, you know, I think that DC or who, or Warner Brothers, I guess, um, whoever was paying out the money mm-hmm. wanted to see a darker Batman, but they didn't want to go all the way with it. So they're like, you know, keep the comedy, keep it still mostly family friendly. You know, Penguin can ogle at women, but he can't be, you know, he can't assault anybody or have an erection growing in his pants. Yeah, just a very awkward conversation scene with Catwoman. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of whenever uh, Penguin was on screen felt pretty awkward. He was, it was so obvious this man had only ever associated with or socialized with penguins before he mm. came out of the sewers because that guy did not know how to uh, be around other people. Not at all. Which, uh, sadly, I think was taken advantage of by Shrek. Uh, Max Shrek, that is. Not Mike Meyer Shrek. <laughs> so, you know, he Shrek knew how to how to play this guy. He knew that uh, Cobblepot wanted love and attention and admiration, and he just fed right into that. But Shrek didn't really care about Penguin at all. He was just a means to his own nefarious ends. Yes, and it wasn't until after he realized Cobblepot actually had something on him that, as I like to refer to it, stocking stuffer of blackmail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because (laughs) this one is definitely a Christmas movie. Yes. This one, well, we'll determine whether next week's movie is a Christmas movie or not. Tune in for that one. I'm sure it'll be uh, very contentious and for no reason. (laughs) It'll it'll be fun. Just like this one, which... Oh, there, there, you mentioned earlier, there's some campiness to this. And one of the things that as a kid, I was obsessed with these movies. Who wouldn't be? I still want the Michael Keaton Batmobile. I'm determined to buy that or build one similar to that one day. Not with all the gadgets necessarily. I just like the body. Just want the look of it. Yeah. I might have some little Nerf gun stuff, but we'll see. Oh, nice. Uh (laughs) But, um, that bat signal. Was a little bit obvious for hiding your secret identity. Like one, right. how does one signal in the sky that's hitting the air yeah. trigger your home s- signals to go off? Uh-huh. Like it wasn't like he turned on the signal and you see a little beacon on the signal itself, like a red light. And yeah. then the ones at the house turn on because of that. Yeah. It was literally like a mummy, the mummy movie where you're flipping a mirror to light up the whole room, but right. there was never yeah, was just a like bounce. That kind of a setup. Yeah. to the, the bat signals at the Wayne Manor, which they yeah. were around the entire house. The entire house. That was, <laughs> that house 
was as bright as the sun, you know, in the middle yes. of the night at that point. And secret identity be damned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why does Wayne Manor have a bunch of bat signals on there? I don't know. He's Maybe a bat he fan. Just, he's, he's a bat fan. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I never see Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same room together? Ah, uh, you know. Who cares? Bruce Wayne's got stuff to do. Yeah. Well, it can't well, be him. And uh, yeah. Same with Clark Kent. He he wears glasses. He's yeah, not he's Superman. not Superman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of identities, um, this is around the end, but we already did our spoiler when Batman takes off his mask to try to talk Selena down. Yeah. Like right before he takes it off, you see the black makeup on his eyes to make him look more intimidating. Uh-huh. And when he takes off the mask, completely clean. Gone. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I'm most looking forward to with the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, because there are, at least in the trailer I've seen so far, there are moments where he's not wearing a mask, but he's got that shadowy eye makeup mm-hmm. uh, on his on his eyes. And I thought, well, obviously he would still have it on. He's not, unless he's got some, you know, bat makeup remover in his utility belt somewhere, then <laughs> that's not going to just disappear. It, it wouldn't. But you know what I wish they would do? And I know it's if they did it, it wouldn't look as cool. The 90s animated series that the minute he puts on the mask, those white eyes are glowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just skew the whole makeup deal. It's just glowing white, really intimidating eyes. Yeah, the, I know they would probably do that as like bat lenses, kind of like with Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. which wasn't well, white, but. Yeah, they kind of did that a little bit with uh, the Ben Affleck Batman, especially in Batman v Superman when he put on that like mechanized suit. Yeah, the mechanized the suit. Blue eyes. But see, that one's just like so obvious, like the animated yeah. ones, like. He's wearing cloth and all of a sudden, like the minute he's in the Batman persona, this whole other being essence appears. Yeah, that would have been cool. That really would have, it would have looked neat. You know, I was about to say maybe that would kind of kill the realism of this movie, but this movie is still pretty <laughs> fantastical. This is not Batman Begins where you think maybe it could happen. This yeah. one is pretty still a fantasy movie. And I want to give one more hat tilt to those eyes that this is not the same movie, but the Batman Mask of the Phantasm oh, yeah. where they show yeah. the origin of him creating the bat suit. I love it. Really like cool. that one scene where Bruce Wayne is show putting on the suit and like he has everything on in that movie except for the cowl and alfred hands it to him and like this whole time you can see in alfred's face like oh it's a suit it's gonna hide your identity and not thinking it's gonna be scary and then like the minute he puts it on he's just like <gasps> like he's like my word so like so he's like he's alfred's just like shocked yeah. and you think like oh, okay cool he it's the thing but then when you see him walk out with the glowing eyes because like literally it's in the shadows and all you see the eyes glowing and then the full yeah. Batman steps out. You're like, oh, like oh, that's damn. just a beautiful scene. Yeah. I just watched that movie mm-hmm. in the last couple of months. It was just as good as ever. Yeah. God, that's a good movie. Put that on the list. Do all of the Batmans. Why not? Oh, we would have a year of more Batmans, please. That sounds like a good idea to me. I would listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just so much fun. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that was a really great moment. Um, I don't, it's been a while since I've seen the first Tim Burton Batman movie. Um, that one was that you, you didn't do what I did where like I watched the first one and then watched the second one. No, no, I, I, I didn't give myself enough time to do that. I should have though. Was the first one a bit of an origin story or was Batman was Bruce Wayne Batman from the get go on that one? So it was a combo. So it, Batman exists, but he was making himself known to the criminal underworld. So like literally you think we're going to have the Martha Kent, Thomas Wayne, sorry, Martha Kent. Ha! <laughs> See that that's <laughs> what did you say? What did, what did you say? The Martha and Thomas Wayne murder scene is literally just some tourists. And you see the Batman silhouette 
the beginning of the movie, see that, and then go attack people who just robbed that family. Mm. And he's like, they're like, who are you? I'm Batman. So he's like trying to make himself known. It isn't until like the Jack Napier scene at Ace Chemicals where the cops start to see Batman. So like Batman's known, but it isn't until like around the middle of the movie where Vicky Vale is starting to investigate Bruce because she's curious, like, why is he mysterious that we get an or and then he hears the have you danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah. Then he starts to have a flashback of his and they give us that scene of his origin. So it's like in the middle, they go like, okay, well, this figure is doing this. And then later, this is why you're like, ooh, now more invested and then face off. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a cool that's a cool structure. I like that one. All Mm -hmm. right. So, okay, there was a little bit of uh, Batman origin in that one. Probably not as um, intense or, I don't know, exciting as the Mask of the Phantasm one. I think that one is pretty stellar. Mask of the Phantasm is pretty stellar that Batman Begins was pretty epic. That one was great. That's just an entire movie of origin, Batman origin. Mm -hmm. And to go for a Batman origin, I had some mixed feelings about the show Gotham, like how Batman Mm -hmm. became Batman. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Smallville didn't give us more than 10 minutes with Superman, which I get because of the rights and all that and all whatever crap. Oh, was it a, a rights issue? I thought it was just, you know. Well, they had the. No, this ri- is Smallville. This isn't Metropolis. It, it was Smallville, but like they had an agreement that he wouldn't be Superman until like, and then at the end they modified it for like wrapping up. I see. I see. So kind of similar with Gotham? Not necessarily. What Like, I feel like they could have done more like Batman as a season, but it just didn't look too scary when they revealed Batman and Gotham. That's a shame. He's supposed to like literally strike, uh, un like Pete your pants fear in bad guys. It, it reminded me of birds of prey a little bit. Oh, Hey, that's, that's fun. That's, it's a great movie if that's what you want it to be, but I don't think that's Batman really. Yeah. It was like birds of prey is like Adam West, but upgraded. But that's besides the point. The reason I brought up Gotham is for Batman origin, that scene in Gotham where they show Bruce losing his parents and the scream he gives. Mm, Really? Bone chilling. It's just, it'll it'll stick um, with you. His scream is kind of like when you hear either Lady Gaga or Mariah Carey hit their octaves. Like (laughs) that's the kind of power. Well, it was high, but I'm just talking about power. Oh, okay. I see. Mm -hmm. And they even twisted it around in Gotham where like Selena Kyle is living on the streets and she actually witnessed the whole thing happen from a roof. Oh, really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've not seen Gotham, so this is all news to me. That, well, that sounds interesting. That's the first 10 minutes, so no big spoiler that's the first there. 10 wow, that's a strong <laughs> first 10 minutes. Hey, the show was good. I just think the Batman costume wasn't up to par. And it was literally like the last 60 seconds, so it didn't yeah, ruin the show for bill. me. Well, it was, uh, from what I could tell about it, it was more of a James Gordon story, yeah, right? it yeah. was. like the, I enjoyed the show thoroughly. If it's on sale, I'll add it to my voodoo. I just felt a little gypped. Like, I know they were going to give us only a little bit of Batman, but I was hoping yeah. for like an epically strong presence. Could have been at least like half a season or something. I mean, they don't have to go full season commitment, but something. No, there's like that, that last five minutes where they were like showing random stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so there's somebody swooping around town. Yeah. Just could have been a little stronger. That's it. it I, don't, I didn't need a season of Batman. I just wanted right. that epic presence being made because fucking th- throws a batarang bet- in, through somebody's hand. <laughs> oh, damn. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Well, that sounds that, that makes me think of what I imagined that show Krypton to be. Where it's just like, you're not coming to the show. You're coming to the show for Superman. And what you get is like alien politics. What the hell? Mm-hmm. But at least we get Bruce Wayne in this one. 
you got Bruce William in this one. In Gotham, you get like uh, the whole rogues gallery of uh, bad guys and mm-hmm. their origins. Lots is of the, their is the Cobblepot origin in Gotham anywhere near what it was in this one in Returns? He's not mutated. That's gotcha. for sure. He's got a limp, which I don't, I think he was born with, mm-hmm. but it's definitely, it fits, it, it makes the villains a lot more enjoyable to watch because we get some really good backstories on all of them. That's good. Because Cobblepot mm-hmm. in like the comics was more businessman guy. Businessman right? and sinister. So he, they we get that Riddler mm-hmm. was actually like a CSI in Gotham. Oh, that's neat. Man, mm-hmm. you make me want to watch Gotham now. That sounds fun. It, it is fun and just as fun as this catwoman we had in Batman Returns. Fun fun is one of the words I would use to describe her. Yes. Okay. So what's one of the other words you would use to describe her? Um, let's see. Maybe I'll list a few words. Mousy, definitely. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, definitely a, a good bit of a doormat uh, at the beginning, pre um cat lickings, uh, <laughs> pre cat infused powers. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, I I By give you that way, one. It like I so dying and getting licked to life back back to life by cats is how one becomes a cat woman apparently is what this movie is suggesting so i've done half of that i've not died yet maybe that's why i'm not a cat woman yet but i have had cats like me so where is my crazy cat woman power so the visuals of her getting her powers were as interesting because it's like the cats came to help her like she's their leader she takes care of them that was nice how it brings her back to life would have been nice like max shrek was getting rid of a lot of toxic waste so it would have been cool if like when he pushed out the window she smashes through one of the labs in the building and hits some chemicals. Right. And then as the cats lick her, the chemicals plus the cat DNA, literally just like a little ace chemical. There you go. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she did kind of take on an almost, almost Joker-esque appearance. Like her, her skin got much whiter. She got much more pale. Her hair was very blonde after that. Well, she kind of got, it was kind of like she was a zombie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some ace chemicals would have been okay. And there was some precedent for it with the previous movie. Joker yep. fell on that vat of chemicals. So yeah, maybe Shrek's that's like the, the runoff from all of the whatever the hell he makes. And he's just got like a couple of barrels overturned in that alley that she fell in. Yeah. Or even like there's a truck that was going to be delivered to be properly disposed of. Mm-hmm. And she falls into the truck and busts yeah. it open. Anything, anything mm-hmm. really, because all that happens is she hits snow and gets licked to life back to back to life by cats. And then she has the most epic catnip inspired remodel. <laughs> catnip is a good way to describe it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she tore her apartment apart. She did. That was intense. That was, you know, you know, when you when you go, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've had some bad breakups where I'm like, oh, gosh, I, I just want to do something drastic and crazy. So I'm going to like cut off all of my hair, you know, just ponytail goodbye pow just something to like toss away my old life i i think that was probably a lot of was a lot of what was happening here i think she's she kind of intimated them as much she's like uh selena kyle the past was such this like pushover mm-hmm. i hate her now i'm catwoman now i'm coming for all you bastards and nobody can stop me yep it was a, it was an interesting transformation i like the character she became the process to become that character is one of the reasons why this film Kind of feels a little campy to me in some ways. I, I could see that. And, but she does play a fantastic, insane person. Really good. She, mm-hmm. I mean, this was a great role for Michelle Pfeiffer to really dig her cat teeth into her, her <laughs> fangs into. <laughs> fangs. 
And yeah, she she went all the way. And I was surprised that it didn't feel like it was over the top. It actually, I mean, she she went crazy. She really tried to go over the top, but it still made sense. Yeah, it it fit into what she was doing. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't out of the place. Like as her descriptive words, she was definitely very sexual and sex sex symbol in this film. Yeah, because she was just like, yeah, I'm not going to describe some of it. It's better to watch. <laughs> But it's very seductive. I, even her blowing up that department store with all those flips, which is one of Johnny's favorite scenes. Because <laughs> spe- well, there's all the flips. There's a wh- the whip against the security guards. And then oh, literally yeah. pops out in front of Batman and Penguin. And it's just like, meow. And boom. Hello, boys. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was really intense. Uh, if I had seen this movie when I was a teenager, I think I would be a massive fan of this film or at least a massive fan of Michelle Pfeiffer in this film that you probably would have had a life-size poster of her on your wall life-size poster more like life-size cutout or uh I don't want to say life-size doll that's getting into really creepy territory hey I'll go out. poster or cutout cutout was getting there <laughs> posters <laughs> on your wall cutout what are you doing with the cutout <laughs> hey you can still kiss a poster <laughs> I'm not gonna even ask how that came up so one of the great you led things- me there Steven this is your fault <laughs> I led you there, but you jumped in. Yes, I, I backflipped into it. You backflipped, indeed. Oh boy! And no <laughs> amount of kitty litter is going to save you from that one. <laughs> Which was another campy but kind of cute moment of like that's how she survived a fall landing yeah. in fucking kitty litter. <laughs> it fit. It it didn't seem ridiculous. It fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I I like her transformation a lot. I like that she became more seductive. I think she really understood um just how much power she um uh, uh developed and always had, you know? Mm-hmm. I think um I think this movie says that the power of seduction or the power of this particular woman's seduction is really all she needs to get most of what she wants. And she always had it, but she didn't know how to take advantage of it. And she never used it to like manipulate anybody. It was literally I'm going to turn your head and now that you you're looking here, now you're going to hear what my brain has to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really didn't uh give this Catwoman character a short shrift or anything. She was like a really well-developed full character and mm-hmm. it's almost a little surprising given the era this movie was made in. I think it's not as common to see a well-rounded, totally developed uh female or woman character in a movie of this time. Yeah. And then she also like really kicks ass. I, I think that's fantastic. She does kick ass that one of the scenes that I thought, or actually no, specifically shots that I thought kicked ass mm-hmm. was her and Penguin circling his birdcage. That was like an awesome shot. Like, cause you were just seeing it from their perspectives. Yeah. It was just seamless. Yeah. I agree with that one. That, mm-hmm. it, it, again, this is a good looking film. I think, uh, who, who shot this one? Steven Zapsky, some Polish guy, maybe. <laughs> Stefan, your your European counterpart. <laughs> My European counterpart. That uh, this movie, like, it gives us a bit of Penguin backstory, not as much as we'd like, but enough to see him as a, this to see him as a character. Catwoman, we get a lot more. Yeah. Batman, we just get he's doing his job. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Bruce Wayne is there. Uh, you know, having uh fun by the fireplace and and talking with alfred yeah uh, well not fun with alfred but yeah <laughs> well, uh, sure that's a good distinction to make yeah uh i don't think that relationship ever went there but uh selena kyle was invited over and they're enjoying time by the biggest fireplace i've ever seen in any anywhere yeah and i really like her lying when he says like i'm not normal <laughs> like normal guys let you down at least the psychos are committed 
Uh, I'm surprised I don't see that on like tattoos more often. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one that they had some good one liners. They had some good blonde moments like for the tree lighting girl tree Mm. lights up and then I push the button. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they were not being subtle there. She takes off the coat and it was, you know, not dressed for winter time. I'll say that much. No, neither time. (laughs) Basically like, hello, fellas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, was what was just in your face? The old vaudeville joke of why do people always bring vegetables to a speech? That's a good question. I, I mean, nobody, everybody there seemed to want to be at that event. So, and they so, were interested in hearing what Cobblepot and Shrek were saying. So it's just like, why were they prepared? <laughs> why? Is that just what you do whenever you go to a speech? You're like, you know, I, I'm interested in this, but just in case, I'm going to bring a good handful of tomatoes. Yeah. And you know what? That, that tomato thing, I think I have an idea of where a part of it came from. I haven't done any research. This is just a guess. Like, I'm sure back where, like, when we had king and queen and stuff in different countries and the peasants were getting rotten food, they were throwing it at people trying to control the crowd. Yeah. So they just kept on using that joke as anytime somebody's saying something bad, here comes some rotten food. That makes a lot of sense. If that mm-hmm. ends up being the case, I would not be surprised. Yep. But no, instead you got a uh, penguin getting pelted by everything. Uh, after Batman very cleverly hacked the um, the PA system at that speech. With a CD mix, like a little that, um, DJ record that scratch. Was, that was another. I think I had to pause the movie at that point. I'm like, that's not how a CD works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one was most definitely the closest thing we were going to get to an Adam West pow moment. Yes, yes, that was peak camp in this movie. <laughs> peak camp, I like it. Yeah. And more peak camp, monkey messenger service. It's like, sorry, the kids cannot attend. Sincerely, Batman. <laughs> I mean, hey, when you're that rich, what else are you going to spend your money on? Yeah, it, was, it kind of reminded me of Spider-Man, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man notes. Oh. Uh- Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, different universe, but still. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess you can't really rely on bats to deliver messages that that well. So <laughs> what's next other than monkeys? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. There, there is a lot of that. So there is a we, we've gone through a lot of moments of what we liked, a lot of mm-hmm. what was campy, some dislikes, not not huge, in my opinion, that for campiness, the whole Batmobile ha- hacking cracked me up because it's just like (laughs) yeah i mean interesting scene and it Mm -hmm. uh gave penguin the opportunity to control the batmobile in one of the wackiest scenes in the entire movie but it it was weird to me i don't understand why like how all of these hench people these low-level hench people for the penguin were able to access the batmobile that easily and take control of it disable the shield with a remote yeah have blueprints of the batmobile somehow and then after all of that, it was literally a radio antenna that was pushed on the bottom of the car okay. that controlled it after yeah. all that rewiring. You know what happened? Lucius Fox, like backstab, stabbed Batman in the back and gave away all the schematics for, for the Batmobile. I, yeah, I guess so-and-so was in the basement. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you get that one? Uh, it sounds familiar. In 90s, 90s animated one where they oh. figure out where, who's doing work on the Batmobile. Right. And they have yeah. like, I think it's, I can't remember if it's his daughter or somebody. They have Lucius's, I think it's daughter, trapped. And so he has to do what they say, but he tries to hint to Batman like something's wrong. Mm. And the term so-and-so's in the basement from like a mechanic apparently is they're going to, they crashed or they're going to yeah. crash. 
Yeah. Which is okay. weird, but like they do that in the animated cartoon. Like he says something like, there's going to be a crash. Like fucking, hey, like pay attention <laughs> yeah. and says like, I fix the power where windows like he hints like i fixed something like mm. he changed the eject button to something else mm. so that it w- he could actually have it work uh, okay it, w- it was a really good episode yeah it sounds like like a good one all right mm-hmm. yeah that, uh, i mean what other what other excuses there it's either that or batman really needs to work on his security <laughs> well, that shouldn't Vicky have vale got into the bat cave in the first movie that's true yeah I, it's just easy pickings maybe if you didn't have a, like the brightest back signal ever aimed right at where batman lives uh, he he would have an easier time keeping the bad guys out yeah as we see in the next movie where jim carrey makes it into the bat cave and his skin tight right. green condom <laughs> what a what a costume that one mm-hmm. did i you know at this point i wouldn't be surprised if mr freeze or poison ivy got into it in the in the george Clooney one too unfortunately no the no? theme of people tampering with vehicles getting in the bat cave ended for that one Right after Val Kilmer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess Batman finally got the clue. Yeah. Val Kilmer won't work because they got in the Batcave. They destroyed the Batmobile and destroyed the Batboat and Batplane. That's right. All the Bat vehicles. That was a shame. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope they have some good Bat insurance. <laughs> well, I, yeah, they do. That. And the George Clooney one, the Bat card, never leave home without it. <laughs> How did that movie? God, God. How did that movie get made? That's just, I mean, the same director as Batman Forever, if I recall correctly. Joel Silver, I think. Well, they were. Or Schumacher. That one was still pretty cheesy, too. Uh, well, yeah, Batman Forever is pretty cheesy, but at mm. least Val Kilmer Batman didn't have a bat credit card. No, but all of them had, at least after Michael Keaton, had these gratuitous butt shots. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a lot of that. Then man nipple shots. What a what an era mm-hmm. makes you wonder sometimes or, or just makes me really appreciate that they were able to get Batman, the character in the movies out of the tailspin they were in. I mean, we all should be thanking Christopher Nolan just profusely. They, they took a, a long hiatus and then was just did. like kaboom. Yeah. Which speaking of kaboom, that final kiss, that deadly kiss. Yeah, that was Michelle intense. Pfeiffer gave. She I, I, I think she stole Poison Ivy's signature move there because. Mm, damn death yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh and just like poison ivy somehow didn't die well she had what she was on her seventh life so now she has one left that's right that's right i mean that was intense you see what happened to shrek and you're like how did that night not wipe out another five extra lives many of which she didn't have just to spare especially since when she was like four five like each time she got shot i'm like wait you got shot not necessarily in the head so how does that count as a life but whatever that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it, it works for the movie. It mm-hmm. increases the drama. But I mean, Shrek was just, it was like, he, he looked like the guy at the end of uh, Indiana Jones at the Last Crusade. Just a, a skeleton with singed hair. It was creepy. There's, it was gross. There's that. And also the middle of the first Michael Keaton Batman movie where Joker does the handshake with the mob, one of the mob bosses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that scene exploded. got me when I was younger. I was like under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense yeah mm-hmm. uh but no she she made it out and then had that kind of unnecessary final shot at the very end where she you know pops into the frame and looks at the moon or whatever looks at the bat signal looks at the back signal yeah the moon it's as big and bright as a moon yes it is so i i don't know i do you think this movie would have been worse off if she had died along with shrek um if that would have happened i would have wanted it to be not not with shrek because shrek was just an ass he had already essentially taken one of her life he took a few of her lives with that gun 
Yeah. If she was going to, if they were going to kill off Catwoman like they killed off Joker in the first movie, hmm. I would have wanted to have been, she used her eighth life to kill Shrek in a fantastical way. Yeah. And then you know how like Penguin gets up out of the water right before he dies hmm. and grabs the wrong umbrella? Yeah. It would have been nice, like if she was, they were going to kill her off. Like Penguin gets up to go shoot her, shoot him, uh-huh. and she jumps in front of Bruce with her last life. Oh, that would have been nice. Yeah. And then Penguin goes to shoot, and he's out, and he just collapses over, and then proceed with the rest of the film. That would have been good. A little Selena Kyle slipping into the crazy Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I like that. I like that one too. Yeah. Like I like the leaving it open for her to come back, which. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe they'll get her in that Flash movie with Michael Keaton. <gasps> Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, oh no, this is still uh, different, different universes. I was going to say, but she was uh, in uh, Ant-Man, uh. but no. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the, for the Bat story, it's the same universe as her Catwoman, but you're right. Yeah. Marvel is different than Flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would that would be interesting. I would like to, if you're going to bring back Michael Keaton, then yeah, bring it back. I mean, uh, again, this is a Marvel thing, but for the new, uh, like, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, like Mm -hmm. we're going all multiverse. So let's bring Alfred Molina back, bring maybe Andrew Garfield. Or at least that's our assumptions. But like they they have at this point, if they don't, that's going to be like the biggest flop ever. (laughs) Because they they also like set it up with the multiverse for Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. 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 There's a precedent. They should deliver on that. I mean, I'll still see it probably many times, but... Mm -hmm. No so, harm in giving the public what they want. It would be cool if they had Selena Kyle in the in the mansion with Bruce in this movie, or at the very least, her cat suit in the Batcave, kind of like the Batman Begins Ooh. series, where all the different suits of the villains and previous partners are there for people who retired or died. Right. Yeah, that would be neat. And I, from what yeah. I've seen from like the leaked stills for the return of Michael Keaton. They haven't modified the suit much. Like they've done only minor modifications to the Batmobile and his suit. So like just minuscule improvements that you would do over the years. And I was excited about that movie before, but now I am in. Totally. Same Batmobile, just a couple enhancements here and there. Why not? That was a good Batmobile. It looked really, really cool. It's kind of like the iPhones. Like they're drastically different from the first one, but Mm. you can still see the core signature in here still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it retains its history. It doesn't try mm-hmm. to forget about history. It's it's this made us what we are. So we're going to celebrate it. Well, as we get close to the end of this, I haven't asked the most important question. Okay. How was your first Batman Returns experience? Yeah. So audience, I am 35 years old <laughs> and uh, this was the very first time I've seen this Batman movie. Probably. Well, there are some Batman movies I haven't seen, especially the animated ones, um, live action ones. I think this is the only one I haven't seen. So I, wow. I filled out my Batman card and Steven, um, I really, really, really wish I had seen this one when I was younger. Okay. And for what reasons? I think I would have liked it a lot more if I had seen it when I was younger. Bum, bum, I bum. I didn't dislike it, but I think I would have uh, really been uh, just pleased with, tickled by the the kind of campiness of it and the, I don't know, the, the over-the-topness of the bad guys, of Penguin and everything. And I think it would have been a little bit more exciting for me. But I've seen this one now after having seen uh, all of the Christian Bale Batmans, the Ben Affleck one. Uh, it would have tickled your pickle? Yeah. <laughs> hey, sure. you set me up for that one. <laughs> um, 
And those are very dark, very serious Batman uh, characters. Mm. And I think that sort of uh, character for Batman makes more sense to me. I don't like I can appreciate the Adam West ones and the Michael Keaton Batmans and heck, even the George Clooney ones. Why not? They're, you know, go into it not expecting anything and those will be fine. But if I'm going to see a Batman movie that tries to be very serious, then I think you have to go all the way serious and all the way dark. Mm. I think. Batman should be like like the mask of the phantasm Batman, just really frightening almost and really intimidating. You know, uh, like uh, a better example is the Batman Begins Batman, where he's just this shadowy figure in the dark and everybody, even the the, the scariest bad guys are really kind of afraid of him. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I, you don't really see that all that you don't it's not all that present in batman returns i mean batman is still an imposing intimidating figure but he's not scary or intimidating or or like dark and scary rather and i think it just doesn't it's not the batman i'm familiar with or there, or really know so that's why i i wish i had seen it when i was younger before i had seen all of the more modern recent batman movies because i think i would appreciate this one more than instead it just kind of feels like a uh, pale imitation despite this one having come first but i Again, I don't think this was a bad movie. It just I I have different um, desires for my Batman characters these days. You you were tainted by the improved, enhanced versions that were inspired by this. I think so. That's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. I I've seen how it can be, and that's all I want now. Rather than the ever so present, ever so amazing, fantastic Adam West Batman stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing it now. Steven's screen sharing with me and they got a season sale. Is he uh-huh. going to go for the bundle? Well, that's the best way to get Ooh. three seasons, bonus features. Bonus features. Because otherwise it's like 10 bucks a season and Ooh. there's two parts here. So that's like, honestly, you're paying an extra $9.99 for the bonus features. But like with this stuff, yeah, why not? Why not? Hey, if you if you love it, then hell yeah, go for it. Live yeah. your best life. Live your Batman life. Because otherwise, life. Yeah. you're going to look like this. Oh, the Batman movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who is, who is that playing Catwoman? That's not Eartha Kitt. What was her name? Lee Merriweather? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good Catwoman, too. With, with the uh, shark repellent. <laughs> the bat repellent. <laughs> the bat <laughs> shark repellent. There were so many bat freaking... Yeah. yeah. That so, one I'm waiting on because... It's not on sale. So one of the reasons why I think I'm now especially interested in seeing this Flash movie is I want to see what uh, what does a Michael Keaton Batman look like now? You know, is when he comes back, when he shows up, is he going to be campy-esque Tim Burton Batman or is he going to be uh, Batman in the Tim Burton kinda. Batman suit, but more serious? Well, it depends. Like how much loss has he gone through? That's true. Is he, you know, like Batman Beyond Batman? Or he's just older and, and grumpy as hell. <laughs> that would be pretty nice. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, Michael Keaton can bring it. As we all know, he is one of the best actors working today, so he can do anything. So I I could I'm sure we could all guess how you feel about this Batman, but how do you feel about this Batman, Steven? How does it rank uh, amongst all of the Batmans for you? That I would say ooh, all of the Batmans. Okay, well, first of all, <sighs> It's kind of hard to say. So I would have to go with the Christopher Nolan Batmans are up in the top. Hmm. I'm going to go by like Batman actors as Batman. So Christian Bale's up there. Christian Bale's up there, even though real actors kind of prick sometimes, but did a great Batman. Well, that whole onset explosion was for a good reason. I, yeah, well, no, like I've, I've seen like other stuff online, like how he interacts with people. Yeah. Not a bad person, just a little bit more prickish than I would like. But hey, not everybody can be the rock. So 
it, sure, it's not going to sure. stop me from watching his stuff at all. It was more oh, yeah. of, I wish you were a little nicer, but that's it. That's fair. Yeah. And he's still a great Batman that I would have to go Michael Keaton next. Okay. Close second, I bet. Mm-hmm. Then, even though when this first came out, I was reluctant to give this guy a chance, Ben Affleck. You know, mm-hmm. I I really like Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. I think Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons, I will always uh, back this up. I think they were the best parts of those Batman movies and Justice League and all that stuff. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he did in there. I mean... The problems with those movies might have been more Zack Snyder's issues. Mm, yeah. I can see that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Were, you were saying so. Uh, uh, Christopher or Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and then we have Val Kilmer, and of course George Clooney. And George Clooney. I didn't think he did bad, George Clooney. I think it was just the story they gave him was kind of it I went agree. it went from like improving in costume and weapons and effects, mm. and then kind of brought some Adam West into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was uh, absolutely a script and a directing issue for yeah. Batman and Robin. I mean, he's George Clooney. He's he's not George Clooney just because he looks great. He's George Clooney because he can act the hell out of a role and he did what he could with that one. So I guess the question is now, uh, I think I know what you're going to say, whether you're going to say rent or buy, but I'll still yeah. double check. Okay. Or is this a stream? Oh, now uh, I think this is worth money. I would say rent this at least. I bought it and I may watch it again, but um, I had the option again. I would probably choose rental over purchase. Okay, so I will, I'm going to give my audience suggestion. It's a rental. It's a must see. I think if anybody has seen this in the past and really liked the Michael Keaton stuff, then by all means, if you saw it when it first came out or relatively close, if you saw it before, um, I'm drawing a blank. Christian Bale. Thank you. If you saw it before the Christian Bale Batmans, then you probably like it and you would enjoy seeing it again, even after having these new Batman movies. Mm -hmm. So if you liked it before, buy it. Otherwise, if you haven't seen it, go rent it. Enjoy it. It's fun to watch. Yeah, just don't don't go in expecting a Christian Bale Batman. No, No. it's it's different. Nope, nope. It is different. And the one thing that isn't different is us thanking everybody for listening. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yep. As always, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing this episode as much as we enjoyed watching this Batarang of a movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review on t- iTunes or wherever a bat person can leave a review. It truly does help us fund the electric bill on our bat s- signals. <laughs> we need it. They are very brave. Mm-hmm. That I am um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm Steve here with my amazing co-host who will list his Batman suit. Oh, man, you got that good one. What's another good one? Batman Begins was a good one. Batman Begins, Sean Anderson. You got some stuff you could actually use in real life. I got glowing cape with no armor at all. (laughs) It's true. That was just what, uh, like a a cotton spandex blend. (laughs) It was literally a t-shirt. Because like in the cartoon, he'd actually take off his cowl and folded it and threw it and it flopped like a paper mask. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. Uh all of the bad guys in those ones were terrible shots. Yes, yes. And as always, you have been listening to more movies. Please.